Hi guys, what's the crack? Hope you're all well. Hope you're having a good week. This is Finding Yourself, the podcast series dedicated to movie, TV, sports and gaming. I'm your host, Gal Duffy, and in today's episode, I have a good bit I want to get through. So let's get into it. Again, hope you're all having a good week. Hope you're feeling happy, productive and healthy. Hope you're getting through all the shit you need to get through and feeling good about it. My week has been alright so far. I was in CRC yesterday just learning the ropes of how to put a show together. I mentioned this previously on other episodes that I really want to get into presenting in radio and one of the obstacles I have to face is learning how to put a show together. So instead of going in to do my normal segment yesterday, I chose to go in yesterday on a Monday to sit in on a show with Aiden, who I normally do a segment with every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. So yesterday I sat in on a show, learned how he puts his show together, what kind of controls he uses what kind of system he uses to line everything up and get a good feel of what I'll be working with in terms of presenting a sports show in that radio station. It was really good. It was very entertaining to be in there and see how he does his stuff. I really learned a lot just by sitting in and taking notes and observing Aiden doing his show because, again, like I said, that's one thing I'll have to learn going forward if I want to be a presenter. I need to know how to work the controls. There's no point in me doing up a show and having everything I want to say but not knowing how to line anything up or cut to ad breaks or play music or anything like that. I need to know the full scope of things before I dedicate myself to becoming a presenter in that radio station. In terms of my working there, I'm really happy at the moment. I'm progressing in a way that I'm happy with. I'm not jumping the gun on anything. I'm not over committing to it either. I'm taking on the stuff I want to do when I want to do them. If that makes sense, I'm taking healthy, progressive steps instead of lunging in headfirst without a real plan. I have a plan of attack and I'm sticking to it. And going forward, I am going to commit to going in on a Monday again every other week to observe Aiden in his show and really get a hang of the controls and learn exactly what I need to know to go forward and be a good presenter for CRCFM. Yeah, I'm loving being in there. I'm loving doing my segment. You know, even last week, I mentioned this to Leanne. Last week, I was very feeling very down in the dumps. And I think it was on a Thursday, I was set to do my segment at like half five. And all day, I was just feeling very lethargic. Didn't really want to do anything. Didn't, ha- didn't have motivation to do anything at all. But I'd lined everything up and I'd emailed Aiden my segment. And I knew exactly what I was, what I was talking about and everything prepared. So I said fuck it, I'll just go in, get through it, and come home. But I didn't like the way I was thinking before I went in. It was kind of like, oh, I'll just get through it, like I said. But once I sat down in the studio and started the segment, I got this energy back into me. And this doing the segment with Aiden gave me that energy, and I felt good again. And knowing that I felt a 100 times better leaving the studio than I did going into it was very encouraging because... The things we love give us energy. I'm very, I'm a firm believer in that. Like we can go through a full day of feeling shit, of feeling depressed or sad or just a bit meh. Like I normally say, I, I don't normally feel depressed. I normally say I feel meh because it's on the borderline between depressed and lethargic, you know. But I felt a bit meh all day and after the segment I was... energized I was I felt very productive I felt like I did something in that day and I felt I was on the right track if that makes sense 
and i think that's because the things we do that we love give us energy so if you have something that you love and you know you love it's going to give you energy say if it's sports and you love football or you love basketball or you know whatever you know that that activity is going to give you energy and put you in a good mental mind state and it's great to have something in your daily routine or weekly routine that gives you that energy and that mind state because that can help you in other areas of your life too just for instance like there's a couple of things we want to do in the house this week a few painting jobs and house stuff you know we want to fix up our bathroom and I was feeling very downtrodden I was like oh fuck's sake like we have to go through this now we have to get this done and I felt like that on the Thursday but then after the segment I was like yeah fuck it it's only painted we'll get it done properly we'll we won't do a half-assed job we'll get everything we need and we'll make a we'll make a good time of it and actually today me and Leanne went into town and we bought the paint and we had to get filler for settlement cracks that we have in our walls because again like we've been in this house for three years there are settlement cracks around the place here and there because that's normal wear and tear of the house and it's a DIY job and I think again I was kind of nervous because this is the first DIY job we're doing in our house so I wanted to make sure that we did it properly but after going to CRC and doing my segment I had no second thoughts about it I didn't feel bad about anything I just had this energized feeling about me and a feeling of productivity and a feeling that I was on the right track as well but yeah that's besides the point anyway I'm feeling on track with everything that's about the bottom line that's what I'm trying to say and I'm feeling like I'm in the right area every time I go into CRC and I do a segment it gives me that energy and I hope you're doing something in your life that give that gives you that energy and gives you that motivation I hope you have that something in your life because it's very important to have that because it affects other areas of your life it feels all connected you know and I hope you have that activity or that job or that hobby that gives you that energy and that passion i was sitting down last night with my notepad and i was taking notes on what i wanted to talk about in today's episode and one of the things i wanted to talk about today is i wanted to kind of give you a fuller scope of who i am as a person i know i've kind of given you pieces of information here and there and i've kind of opened up on this podcast about who i am i've shared my passions my hobbies my loves my ambitions in terms of my career path and stuff like that and I suppose I just want to continue to add the list of facts you already know about me I'm really enjoying this podcast and using it as a platform to let you know about my life and let me let people know who I am whoever listens to this podcast I hope it does help you and I hope you are able to relate to my story and take something from it so I suppose I'm not going to give you my fucking from birth to fucking now but I'll uh, give you a bit of background as to who I am and how I grew up so maybe you can take a bit of inspiration from it or even just relate to it if you can. I suppose my accident is the best place to start. I really have no memories of being a fully able-bodied person. When I was five years old I was actually in a car accident and I ended up sustaining a life-altering injury. I actually have a minor brain injury and I have partial paralysis on the left side of my body so my left arm and my left leg will be a lot weaker than my right side now thankfully I am naturally left-handed so it didn't affect my writing I didn't have to learn to write again but it was a big speed bump in my life obviously I was five at the time and 
I was in a coma after the accident for a couple of weeks up in Beaumont Hospital and it was a whirlwind really. My parents were told I wouldn't walk again. They were told at the very least I'd be pumping gas for a living and they were given really no hope but I was very lucky to have a strong family around me when I was growing up because that really motivated me to push to be the best I could be. My mom really never gave up on me and said, listen, I don't care what you're telling me. I'm going to push him every step of the way and we're going to blow your expectations out of the water. Now, again, I was very lucky to have this family set up around me and that helped me and motivated me to kind of like live the life that I wanted to live and not the life that doctors told me I would be living because of my injury. And eventually I did wake up out of the coma. I worked in rehab for years and years. I was in a wheelchair to begin with. I worked my way out of the wheelchair. I learned to walk. I walk now with the help of an AFO, which is basically a splint on my left leg. I had scoliosis as a child. I corrected that through rigorous rehab and listening to my physicians and learning how to make sure that I sat up straight in class and eventually my scoliosis was cured or went away and I just put the work in and again it was because I had parents behind me pushing me my sisters never really treated me as a disabled person and that helped because that made myself I never saw myself as a disabled person because people around me didn't treat me like one and I was very lucky in the sense that my brain injury was a minor brain injury. I knew who I was when I woke up. I didn't have any problems with my speech. I was able to read and write after my accident and it didn't affect me too badly in in the fact that I didn't have a learning disability after. It was just, it just affected me. In, I think the only area it actually affected me was in maths. I had a really hard time with maths growing up and I would get really frustrated and I would lash out in maths class. That's the only problem I had was with maths. But I was very lucky in the sense that my brain injury was not worse. To be honest, whenever I walk into a room now and someone notices my limp, that's fine with me because, you know, it's noticeable. And I remember actually one day I was going to CRC to do my segment and I got there early and I was talking to the manager and he actually asked me, do you mind if I ask you um, what's wrong with your leg? And like, was it an accident? And I said, oh, yeah, it was a car accident. And, you know, I have a minor brain injury, too. And most people aren't even able to clock it because for a person with a minor brain injury, I am articulate. I am able to hold a conversation. And they would never guess that I actually have any kind of brain injury at all. But I'm very lucky, like I mentioned, that my brain injury doesn't affect, you know, I have my short-term memory, I have my long-term memory. Sometimes it takes me a bit longer to pick up on things, but that's neither here nor there. There's plenty of people without brain injuries that it takes them ages to pick up on something and learn something. But I've kind of, not mastered, but I've kind of dealt with the fact that my brain injury is there but it it's not a big influence on my life it's not holding me back in any way which is a very lucky position that i'm in and i do know how lucky i am to escape that accident without having major damage to my brain because some people aren't that lucky to begin with at all but 
in terms of my physical disability i worked like i said away in physio for years to get as good as i can be and like i said i'm walking with the help of an afo a splint which basically just helps my foot not drag along the ground if i had my splint off my foot would drag a good bit and i'd have to like physically lift it up off the ground and like everyone has to physically lift their foot off the ground but i would have to be very mindful to lift my foot off the ground so i wouldn't fall over but i think you know everyone who goes to physio will understand that whenever you go to a new physio they always have this chipper attitude and they they'll come in all guns blazing and be like okay let's get you as good as we can get you but i think i reached my peak in terms of how physically good i can get and how physically able i will be and am you know i reached that peak years ago like i'm able to walk around without the help of a splint in my house i leave when i leave to go into town or go to to events or parties whatever i put my splint on and it doesn't affect my life you know it's two minutes putting my splint on and off and it's not a big deal and i've kind of learned to accept where i am physically because i'm happy with it you know i'm able to do all the things i want to do and there's no kind of sour grapes there there's no anger left over i put the work in where i needed to put it in and really my hand is the worst out of a lot of it my hand is completely closed and i have like paralysis in my fingers cannot say paralysis today i have paralysis in my fingers so i can't actually move my fingers i can't open and close my fist i can close it but i can't open it because because the tendons in my arm are so tight and so um, weak that it's very hard to open and close it on my own so most of the times i'll wear a splint you know like one of those sports splints if you ever see like basketballs wear or you know if you're someone playing basketball and they put on a splint that's kind of splint i'd wear just to keep my wrist in a locked position so straight position so it's the tendons aren't really tight but i've learned to accept where i am physically and there's no real boundaries to my physical disability anymore you know i'm able to drive a car i'm able to walk places i'm able to go for runs and jogs i'm able to play football i'm able to walk around town without the danger of falling over you know because of my splint so really i've learned to live with my disability but i've learned not to make it the one thing that's ruling my life if that makes sense i've worked to make sure that my life is a nice life with my disability but also i'm not kyle the disabled kid i was never kyle the disabled boy growing up i was just kyle because again like i said i had a great support system around me to my sisters i wasn't disabled to my friends thank fuck i was not disabled and i didn't have any of that pity you know my friends would take the piss out of me like they would take the piss out of anyone and they would treat me like anyone else which i which is what i wanted no one wants to grow up in a friend group where they're the pity of the friend group they don't want to feel like whenever they're talking to someone that it's the pity party you know so i had that support system growing up which i'm very thankful for because it molded me into a confident man it molded me into a person 
who knew what his limitations were and was okay with that you know i learned very early on the hard way that i couldn't do things that normal lads could i couldn't you know climb a tree the way my friend could or i couldn't you know run as fast or jump over fences or stuff like that i couldn't play football the way they could because i would fall over or i was a bit more frail than they would like i didn't want to risk injuries so like for instance i used to play football growing up but i stopped playing at under 18s because i went to the first training session and they were going balls to the walls they were going in with such hard tackles and i'm actually glad i actually stopped going to football training because two weeks later my cousin got an acl tour so um he tore his acl i think it was acl yeah three weeks into training and i was like fucking thank god i left that but the bottom line is i'm sharing the story because to be honest i've shared this story my whole life growing up because there's plenty of people who i run into who ask me about my disability not knowing the full scope of what's wrong me they normally they only see my hand in the splint and they'll say oh it was a football injury and depending on who they are i will open up fully about what i went through or i'll just say oh yeah it was a football injury like for instance i used to get a lot of comments on my hand when i was in taxis and the taxi driver would say oh it's an old football injury and i'd be like yeah it was yeah yeah but it's grand like i'm good and he goes oh yeah yeah sure like um i'm sure the other guy is just as bad and i'd be like oh yeah he's yeah he's even worse he's even worse because there's no point in opening up in that situation because it's only two or three minutes in a taxi you know and depending on what time of day it is and what mood you're in you don't want to be sharing your life story over and over again every time someone asks but depending on who the person is and if i feel a bit closer to them like i'll share and i'll open up or even if it's a new person i'm meeting for the first time and i know that i'm going to be around this person for a bit i'll open up straight away because to be honest i'm not insecure about my disability or what i went through i kind of wear it as a badge of honor because i am living a life that i'm happy with now i have no regrets i have no bad feelings or anger around my disability again there's sure sure there's times where i thought okay that would have been nice to do or you know it would be nice to be able to hold my hand hold my girlfriend's hand with my left hand but again like i said i'm right-handed so everything i would do i'd probably do with my right hand anyway but you know i found people in my life that have made sure that my disability doesn't become an insecurity for me anyway you know i found the people in my life that make my disability not a big deal you know i view it the same way the people in my life view it as something that happened to me that sucked but i got over i'm living with it and i'm sure there's plenty of people out there living with a disability that they've conquered that they've learned to live with and if you are one of those people please let me know up on anchor fm please drop me a message up there let me know are you living with multiple sclerosis are you have you been to an accident like i have have you worked your way out of a wheelchair let me know i'd love to know your story because this is one thing that really motivated me to get into social care to be honest i really wanted to share my story through working in social care what i wanted to do in social care is something that isn't available right now which is go around and share my story 
and hopefully it helps someone. Now, I know that is a position, you know, there's motivational speakers and stuff like that. But what I want to do and make a job isn't a real paying job right now in Ireland. It's not like, you know, there's motivational speakers like Panty Bliss and stuff like that who go around telling their story. But, you know, you have to mar- you have to market yourself. You have to make it your business. And there is no like, you know, CV there's no, no, no there's no like job you can send your cv in and be like oh i want to do this you know in, in ireland anyway at the moment there isn't but i love to actually share my story publicly that's why i wanted to share it on today's podcast and give you a wider scope of who i am and what i've been through you know because i do wear my disability as a badge of honor and i don't see myself as disabled i see myself as a person who went through an accident but he's he's doing okay now you know and i think that has really helped my mindset as well because there's plenty of people who have it worse than me and can't work their way back as well as i did and weren't able to work their way back because of you know like either the supports weren't there or the opportunity wasn't there or the right services weren't there what have you but you know i just kind of view it as this happened to me and because it happened to me I have a different outlook on life you know I've been through rehab I've been through you know learning to walk again I've been through all that kind of stuff I know what it's like to be going up to hospitals every year every couple of months for checkups to the point where you have to spend a couple of nights every couple of months in a hospital and I grew up with that and that's why I hate hospitals and that's why I have a really bad relationship with Dublin as a place because I just associate it with hospitals now I don't associate it with it going up for a nice day trip I associate it with hospital visits but yeah I would have that experience and that's why I wanted to get into social care so I could use my personal experience with disability to help others who might be going through the same stuff and I've yet to try and find an area to do that Because again, like I said, all the jobs going are in community care facilities and looking after people with far worse disabilities than my own. And again, I worked in a uh, with a facility for a stint and like um, a short placement. And it did like my personal experience did help me. But again, I also have a physical disability and caring for someone physically wasn't lending to my strengths my strength is that i have this personal experience and i have this insight but i have to still find i still want to find a middle ground of like learning not learning but a middle ground of like using my experience to help people who might be going through the same thing and that's why radio fits into that very well as well because down the line i do see myself having my own radio show and if i ever do fingers crossed I will be sharing my story as much as I can to let people know that, especially young people, know that you're not alone in these situations. There's other people who have been through this journey and there's other people you can talk to and lean on for support who know what you're going through and have kind of fought the same battles and gone through the same feelings of depression or anxiety or fear of like oh this will never get better because there is times and there was times that i felt oh god i'm never going to be normal i'm never going to live a normal life but again it's all about the mental mind state as well 
who you have in your life in that moment that is making you feel how are they making you feel it could be your parents it could be your girlfriend your spouse your significant other what have you you know extended family everything i had a very supportive extended family as well and my cousin was very like helpful as well he lived in the same state as me and we got on great and like it was one of those things that he was part of my friend group as well and it's all about who you have around you like my parents were very influential like like i said they were very strong for me and that made me strong as well who do you have in your life that is lending to your mental mind state that is kind of molding it our parents do that for us when we grow up our parents are the kind of blueprint for how we think we gain a lot from them growing up the opinions we have about certain things are sculpted by opinions our parents have and that's a proven fact like you know it's nature versus nurture that kind of thing but who do you have in your life that is helping you with your mental mind state and that's a big factor in people who acquire acquire disabilities later on in life you know i didn't grow up with this this disability it happened to me when i was five so even though i have videos of myself when i was younger and i was before the accident before any of this happened to me i don't connect with that person on video i don't remember those things happening i don't remember that video in person i know what happened because i have it on video but i don't connect with that young boy anymore because i don't remember him i remember after the accident and in a way i'm kind of thankful for that because i don't remember it and therefore i don't have any anger over wanting to get that back if that makes sense you can't miss what you don't remember and so in a way i'm very thankful that i don't remember being able to grab something with two hands and use my two hands and run about without my splint because i don't remember it so if you don't remember it you can't miss it like i said so i've kind of learned to live with my disability i've learned to work not work i've learned to make it work for me i've learned to use it as a badge of honor and say listen yeah it happened to me but i got through it and i'm better for it because i feel like i don't think i would have ever gone into social care if i didn't have that personal experience with disability that's one thing that's always been at my core my experience with disability with hospitals with growing up as a person with a physical disability i don't think i would have seen social care as a attractive option and who knows where i would be now if i didn't go through social care for college and because i went through social care for college that's made me a much more empathetic person i'm able to relate to my family around me and my girlfriend around me in a much more empathetic and sensitive way because i went through social social care and you kind of learn non-judgmental acceptance you learn more about sociology psychology philosophy as well and i think that going through social care even though i'm not using my degree right now it's helped better me as a person so i don't regret my injury i don't regret the accident now do i wish sometimes it didn't happen yeah but i think there's no point in dwelling on what we can't control there was no way i could control anything that happened with the accident 
So why think about that? Just think about what's in front of you. Because once we start dwelling on the past and dwelling on what and thinking about and obsessing about, to be honest, what we can't control, it burns us up. And we just fill up with with nothing but contemptible rage. And that rage never ends because it's fueled by something we can't undo if that makes sense but i don't i i I don't want to get too far into the stuff like that but that's what i wanted to really share with you today in this episode my core experience of disability and that's what's fueled me and shaped me to be honest as a person like the disability hasn't shaped me in terms it doesn't control my life but I sustained an injury and a disability and that has affected how I run my life, how I adapted to things. I had to adapt to a lot of things. School, I had to like, I had to realize, okay, I'm not going to be as fast as, as fast a learner as everyone else in my class. I might have to be held back a year. Thank God I didn't because when I went back to school, they asked me, Kyle, would you like to stay back a year or would you like to go with your friends? And I said, I'll go with my friends. You know, I got my... 2-2 in college I got 310 in my leaving cert I got the course I wanted you know I worked every day in school to make sure that I was as good as my peers because I wanted to be and again I think my parents and my family are a big reason for that because to be honest I have a lot of conversations with my mom about this particular because we do a lot we do have a lot of conversations about you know the accident and you know like and we have these like sensitive conversations about how far we've both all come as a family really and we often say to each other what if i said to her one day imagine if you just let me lie around and do nothing like i wouldn't have moved out of the house first of all i probably would live with my parents for the rest of my life i wouldn't have moved out on my own i wouldn't have got a girlfriend i wouldn't have got a car i wouldn't have my own house now i wouldn't have this new in inspiring and aspirational career i wouldn't have a passion for radio i wouldn't be doing this podcast i just think it's all about choices the choice you make in the moment can shape the rest of your life if i chose to just do nothing about my disability stay in that wheelchair if i decided to let depression take over or anxiety or fear of trying take over i would have never left the house and my parents would have been would have probably been okay with that. Like, it's all about you taking the lead on how you want your life to be. And I know, again, like I said, I'm not naive to the fact that I am very lucky that my disability is not worse. But again, there are people out there who have the chance to work and something takes over and they don't. And I really just want to share my experience for anyone who is going through rehab right now or is facing a big mountain ahead of them and is facing big decisions just know that you have the power and you have the ability you just need to reach inside you and tap into that energy and tap into that ability that you think okay i want to get to here here's what i need to do i need to go to rehab i need to have this mind state i need to work it's all about putting in the work and again I hope if you are going through some struggles that you've heard me describe here on this episode, if you are going through some choices, bad, like tough choices to face and you are going through some shit, 
I hope that you have the right people around you to motivate you and to inspire you because at the end of the day that is so important like I said it's all about who we have around us in that moment because it makes those decisions a lot easier to make I still have the same kind of people around me today and I'm very happy for it. my sisters were instrumental in my upbringing of like making me know that like this is not okay to do we expect you to be just as good as us so they set a standard for me and by them setting a standard I then adopted that as my standard so again I just hope that if you are facing a few mountains and a few tough decisions and you are going through a journey of learning to live with your disability or learning to better your disability I hope and I wish you all the best and I hope that you achieve everything you want to achieve yeah so I hope um, that kind of gives you a bit more background on who I am as a person again like I said my disability happened to me but it's not my entire personality a lot of the things that I share in this podcast like the movies and the gaming and the sports those are all my big loves in life I love chilling out and playing playstation on my downtime you know I love hanging out with my girlfriend Leanne watching movies with her I'm a movie addict as you can tell from this podcast and again like I said I wanted to go into radio when I was 18 and I almost did I was going to do a PLC course which is basically in Ireland you have PLC courses which are like level six level fives and they're just a they're a level below college they're like an entry-level college course and then you can go on and do like an actual course in college for media I was going to do a PLC course in media studies but it fell through because of lack of numbers and because I was left with none to do, I went to GMIT to sample some courses and I ended up meeting up with the head of social care at the time and he just painted a really nice picture of social care. And to be honest, I took social care and I went into social care on one sentence in my head. I remember saying it clearly in my head, oh, well, I like people and I like being social. I'll go into social care. And then... I think a year into it I was like okay I can use this to get into disability and kind of work as an advocate for people with disabilities and advocacy is a big thing that I want to address in the way I talk about it I know that I'll never be able to like and I never want to like work in a community center and like w- like look after someone 24 7 that's not what I want to do I want to use my experiences to help those who might be going through the same thing and I'm going to do that my own way which is by talking about it and I can do that on radio I can do that on this podcast and I hope to God if anyone hears this and listens to it I hope you can relate to it I hope you can see yourself in my story as well and if you do please let me know up on Anchor FM please let me know what you're going through uh, what you have gone through and I'd love to know your story up on Anchor FM. You can always leave me a message up there. I hope uh, you appreciate my story and can relate to it. Again, like I like I said, I'm not shy about sharing my experiences. But I wanted to use today's episode to kind of give you a walkthrough of who I am as a person. Because, to be honest, I didn't want to do that straight away. Because I'm still getting used to the idea of marketing myself. Of learning what to put out there. I remember 
I actually mentioned this in loads of episodes before that I did I did um career guidance counseling to learn what I want to do in my life and what to do with radio and stuff like that. And I said to my career guidance counselor at the time, I'm still getting used to putting myself out there on social media. I'm a I before I started the podcast and started marketing the podcast and myself, I was very used to consuming social media but not contributing to it so i'm only getting used to contributing to social media now like i've signed up to twitter and i'm tweeting now like mad and i'm starting to like comment on certain things on tiktok and i'm thinking about starting my own tiktok for the podcast as well and obviously the podcast is a big thing as well because it's episodes talking in length about what i love and what i stand by you know so again I hope this podcast helps you. I'm going to be talking more about my experiences. I want to talk more about my personal experience with disability and stuff like that because I don't want to pigeonhole myself with this podcast either. I don't want to just market it in a way that, oh, he just talks about radio or he just talks about movies. Okay, there's nothing there for me. I want to talk about everything I love, everything I've gone through as a person because as a person, I'm not just a movie lover. I'm not just a sports lover. I'm not just a guy who loves radio. I'm a guy who's gone through an accident. I'm a guy who's worked his way through school with a disability. I'm a guy who has gone through multiple stints of rehab. I'm a guy who has learned to live with disability and learned to love himself. And a guy who has made it work in his favor. You know, we're not, and that goes for everyone. No one is just one thing and we should never have to market ourselves as just one thing. Because if we do, we're making a big mistake. But yeah, bottom line is, I hope you gain something from this episode and I hope you enjoy it. Again, if you have any experiences with something similar to what I talked about today, I'd love to hear it up on Anchor FM. And again, if you have any questions for me on anything that I talked about today, again, like I said, I'm not shy about sharing my story and my experiences. So if you have any questions, obviously, you can leave them up on Anchor FM as well. Moving on, I want to talk a bit about my podcast and my uploading patterns. I normally upload two episodes each week, but I found in the past two weeks that I felt very under pressure to pull out episodes. Again, pressure coming from myself, nowhere else. But I felt like I wasn't in it the last week or so putting out episodes and I felt very just in the mode of I was just putting them out to put them out to make sure I met the deadline and it was it's starting to become quantity over quality and one particular episode last week I was talking true crime and I just my head wasn't in it at all so I want to from here on going forward I want to put out a longer episode each week but just one so instead of two episodes each week that range between 20 to 30 minutes I want to put out one episode a week that ranges between 30 and 60 minutes hence the longer episode today and a bit more content you know talking a bit more about stuff that I want to talk about like you know my life story my personal experiences with disability and some stuff I've had to go through to get where I am now so yeah I hope you enjoy these longer episodes once a week instead of two shorter episodes twice a week and don't worry if you're listening to this I don't know how many people listen to this podcast up on Spotify or Anchor but I will be talking about the same kind of stuff it'll still be true crime movies tv shows 
sports and gaming but today i just wanted to share a bit more of myself so you can get a better idea of who i am as a person but like i said going forward it would all be the same kind of stuff and speaking of that i wanted to get into two reviews that i want to end the show with today i want to end the show with two reviews on only murders in the building and red notice the movie with dwayne the rock johnson first off only murders in the building it's up on disney plus and it is fucking amazing just a warning these reviews and the reviews i do from now on will probably be spoiler filled so you've been warned for this one and further episodes only murders in the building stars steve martin martin short and Selena gomez and it focuses around three neighbors who live in the same apartment complex and they bond over the same true crime podcast subsequently a murder happens in their building and they band together to try and solve who in the building killed their neighbor and this movie it's not a movie this tv show actually plays like a movie there's 10 episodes it's up on disney plus like i said all the episodes are maybe over 40 minutes long and it's so good like i don't know where to start and i don't know how to start to be honest there was times we were watching it me and leanne and leanne turned to me one night and she goes is selena gomez a good actor and i was thinking yeah she is like i know she i was watching it and i was thinking i know she isn't jumping off the screen and like doing theatrics but she's a realistic actress like you believe she is this character and to be honest i love martin short love him and everything especially in uh, father the bride with steve martin and they still have that dynamic here um if you've ever seen father the bride he played uh, steve martin obviously in that he's the he's the main actor but martin short plays a character called frank the wedding planner and he's so good in that he's such a good character actor martin short and he does a very good job on this show as well as a character actor very good the characters are so likable the relationship and the chemistry between selena gomez martin short and steve martin is amazing i didn't think it'd be that good to be honest the chemistry between them is very good you can see a pop on screen and there is a lot of good supporting actors amy ryan is in this from the office and as well as jane lynch and nathan lane as well from the birdcage and modern family such a good cast and great storyline very compelling and tina fey is in this as well i forgot about tina fey yeah such a good cast great story very compelling i remember finishing it the last night with leanne we binge watched it over three nights and i got the instinct to watch it all over again so that should tell you how good of a show it is i'm actually going to look up really quickly i always have to look up the ratings for these shows just to give you a bit of background on how good this show actually is so i'm just typing in here only mirrors in the building pops up hopefully season two will come out quickly there is only season one available up on disney plus at the moment it has 100 percent around tomatoes that's enough said binge watch this show immediately if you haven't already i don't know where else you can get it other than disney plus if you're in america you might know where to get it um but if you have disney plus give it a watch it is so good again the cast alone should be enticing enough to watch it steve martin martin short selena gomez amy ryan nathan lane give it a watch 100 percent of on ron tomatoes and 8.2 out of 10 on imdb 
such a good show and again if you have a fascination with true crime and true crime podcasts it kind of leans into the world of true crime podcast fans as well so yeah definitely i would fully recommend this show again the ratings online are unreal so give it a watch there's so many twists and turns in this tv show selena gomez kind of knocked me to the floor in terms of her acting ability martin short is amazing and the story like i said is so good you always think at the end of the episode that you know what's happening and then a, a scene pops up at the end and you're like oh fuck something else is going to happen here and you think you know who the murderer is at certain stages and to be honest i was suspecting a certain character for the whole time they kind of suspect nathan lane's character and to be honest the show does set it up in terms of the viewer knowing and suspecting nathan lane's character but you kind of learn that nathan lane's character is shady and is guilty of some things but not the murder in the building so there is plenty of things that throw you through a loop and there is a few red herrings here and there but overall this show is so captivating so entertaining in a way that doesn't rely on outlandish stuff it's very normal run the middle stuff that's happening well like run the mill you're like they're investigating a murder it's not run the mill that way but the interactions are very normal but and generic sometimes but overall it's the acting and the storytelling and the writing in my opinion that keeps us entertaining this movie all the way through so like i said i can't recommend this show enough i'm dying for season two to come out can't wait i hope you've watched the show if you have let me know what you what your thoughts are on this show up on anchor fm i'd love to know your opinion and if you haven't take this as your sign to go watch it again like i said as 100 percent on Rotten tomatoes and 8 out of 10 on imdb to end today's show i want to do a review on red notice a movie starring gal gadot dwayne the rock johnson and ryan reynolds i was going to talk about it on this week's segment on crc but like i said early on in this episode i won't be appearing on crc this week i think i may have talked about it maybe i didn't i'm not going to be appearing on crc this week because of conflicts with other stuff they're doing in there so i'll be going on next week but this is one of the movies i want to review on there next week and i was totally let down by this movie let me know if you've seen red notice up on anchor fm but yeah the rock has taken too many movies that is what i'm taking from this you have the rock ryan reynolds and gal gadot that should be chemistry for 90 minutes straight or however long this movie was that should be chemistry all through the movie and they do have chemistry sometimes but i just wasn't interested in this movie at some stage i just switched off and i think that's because i wasn't believing what was going on you know the rock just plays a generic version of himself and ryan reynolds is always able to pop on screen and his chemistry is always so good and charisma but the rock has chemistry and charisma too and i think at some stages i didn't know who to look at and the rock plays this character of like oh i'm a badass you're not my friend i'm just doing this you know because i have to blah blah whereas ryan reynolds always he almost plays like a dimmer version or a dialed down vo- version of deadpool where he's like oh we're best friends and like he does all his ryan reynolds trademarks if you've ever seen him in a movie you know what i'm talking about 
his sense of humor is very noticeable and he is funny in this movie but other times it just didn't click and I can't really describe it further than that in terms of how I felt about it I wanted this movie to be so much more than it was Gal Gadot I didn't really care about at all in this movie and I think she was pretty much wasted I thought they tried too much they had too many big hitters in this and you were never going to be fully happy with this movie because in my opinion Ryan Reynolds wasn't used properly The Rock wasn't used properly properly, and Gal Gadot got sidelined like all together like she had a couple of badass scenes fighting scenes but like they give they have a few twists and turns at the end but they're not twists and turns you expect and even after that you're like oh okay it's still not a good movie and I just don't know what to say about this movie I just thought it was a letdown again when I saw it and when I was finished watching it my only thought was The Rock needs to stop taking every movie that comes his way because eventually he's going to get into a slump of taking the wrong movies and even though I said and we're there and even though he will make money off them because he's a commercial success like no one is going to turn down a, a movie starring The Rock and Ryan Reynolds that movie will probably make money but I doubt it's going to make the 200 million they spent on it. They spent 200 million on this movie and some of the green screens looked horrible. There was one scene in particular where they're in a coliseum in Rome and it was so bad. Even on a scene on a train it was bad as well. So let me know if you've seen this movie up on Netflix. I'm actually just going to type in here Red Notice. What is the reviews like? Yeah, like I suspected it has a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes and I think it's only going to fall from there. Just in perspective, it has 36% on Rotten Tomatoes after its release. After Halloween Kills was released, it had 39% and Halloween Kills should have been far worse than this. Yeah, I just think The Rock needs to stop taking every movie that's thrown his way because it's going to be his downfall at some stage. Gal Gadot, I just didn't buy her in this movie as this um, bad guy you know and like that's one thing I was confused about as well they're all claiming to be bad guys so like why there's you don't know who to like in this movie and I'm never going to hate The Rock or Ryan Reynolds because our Gal Gadot because they're all so likable in real life but I think that's why I didn't buy them as bad guys and you're rooting for everyone in this movie and you can't be doing that because they actually said one character up as the bad guy and you know that they're the bad guy so you shouldn't be rooting for them it's very hard to go against someone in a movie when they're so likable on screen but yeah let me know what you think of this movie if you've seen it in cinema or online let me know your thoughts were you as disappointed as it uh, as with this movie as i was because i was really disappointed to be honest i thought it was a waste of time watching it and I was bored halfway through. I almost switched it off. But I said, fuck it, I'll just sit through it. Because I want. I don't want to review this for CRC. But yeah, let me know your thoughts on it. Did you love it, hate it, or were you so-so? Love to know your thoughts up on Anchor FM. This is where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. And I hope you all enjoyed the future episodes I planned for you. And the fact that they'll be a bit more longer. I hope you enjoyed that as well. As always, my podcast, Finding Yourself, is available to listen to up on Spotify and Anchor FM. I hope you all enjoy it 
And I also have a YouTube channel called the Finding Yourself Podcast where I post up videos and short clips from each episode. This has been Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. Thanks for listening.